What's up, everybody? Welcome to Brandon's Face. It's the podcast about a playlist. I'm Jonathan Beardsley. And I am Brandon May. We hope you're all having a great week. On this week's episode, we are going to be sharing our thoughts on new albums from Newfound Glory, Code of the Friend, We Are Scientists, DJ Hansel, and Dosser. But before we dive in, please give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a review. If you're following along on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up and leave a comment letting us know your thoughts on this week's releases. That's all I have for housekeeping notes. Anything you want to talk about before we get into things? Yes, actually. I'm actually going to be uh, doing my best to translate the Spotify playlist into YouTube music, and I'll leave a link for this week's playlist uh, at the in the show notes. However, uh, keep in mind that the Spotify playlists, uh, all of the archived Spotify playlists will have our podcast at the end of it, but YouTube music does not support that. So, Gotcha. Cool. Well, we'll keep you all posted about that as we figure that out. That's cool. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Let's dive right in. We have a new one from Skrillex and Bobby Raps. This one's called Leave Me Like This. This was one of the IDs Fred again dropped in his Boiler Room set last year. It didn't garner quite the same amount of attention that Rumble did, but it's been a highly anticipated release within the EDM community since then. So it's nice to officially get it. How are you feeling about it? It's funny. It's uh, the uh, electronic music subreddit. Somebody commented the other day, is this just becoming a Skrillex sub? You can tell how you, you, you can tell how pervasive this guy is in the industry when mm-hmm. as soon as he starts releasing new music, everybody's like, hey, do you guys remember Skrillex? Um, <laughs> uh, starting off every week with a new skill with a new Skrillex track is uh, kind of taking me back like 10 years, bro. He's dropping a new song tomorrow night. <laughs> I know he is. I know he is. This is yeah. good, man. I think Rumble is still my favorite of the uh, of the yeah. uh, singles so far, but mm-hmm. this is uh, this this track is, I think, the runner up. Yeah, I think I think it's a banger, man. And he brought back the "Oh My God" sample, so it's hard not to love it if not for that alone, <laughs> right? Um, still, no release date for his upcoming album, but it feels like it's just a matter of time. He did, however, post a series of tweets on his birthday explaining the past few years of his life. And I wanted to read them to you because I feel like the context is necessary to this chapter of his career. You want to hear? Absolutely. I'm just going to read them verbatim from here. Um, Had the toughest year of my life in 2022, as did many others. I literally found myself with no drive and purpose for the first time in my life. My mother passed away a few years back, second day of Lollapalooza tour in San Antonio. I never ever coped with it. I drank the pain away and kept going. People ask why I've been gone or fell off. Rightfully so. Like I said, 2022 was sort of my tipping point. I had to put everything on ice, especially my projects and my career. The truth is I didn't cancel Sunset and Music Festival because of an album. It was because I was working on myself. For the first time in four to five years, I've found a new sense of peace. It took me so much work and sacrifice to get here. This is my B-Day tweet to you all. Turning 35 for me was realizing there are just certain fucks you should not give. You'll be more free for that. Here's to 35 laps around the sun and to the fucks I no longer give. Um, Lastly, the support you've all shown me over the years does mean the world, and I'll continue to work on myself and not get into a situation where I have to cancel shows or go into hiding. He ends the series of tweets by quoting a friend of his by saying, yeah, it's deep, but shit ain't that deep. Um, (laughs) I know these tweets don't really make anything he's released from recess up until Rumble any better, but did this give you any context or clarity on him lately? 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's actually showing me that he uh, why these tracks are all so concise and so uh, good, actually. You mm-hmm. know, as an artist, um, <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes you've got to be troubled in order to make good art. And I think that, that this is a kind of a per- perfect example of that. Example, Usher's Confessions. <laughs> True. <laughs> all right, man. Let's move on to this new one from Last Lanes, Holding Me Like Water. I absolutely love this. They they literally only get better with every release. You can probably already mark their upcoming album down as my EDM album of the year just right now. <laughs> but uh, how are you feeling about them? Two, two songs into this rollout. As always, this is beautiful and it's done very well. The melodies on this are just gorgeous and the vocals fit in perfectly. Couldn't agree more. Uh, still no release date on that one, but I think it's coming soon. Yep. All right, man, you threw this one on here. This is LP LPGOB's remix of The Wheel by Cherry Garcia. <laughs> uh, not exactly the artist I expected LP, LPGOB would remix next, but sure, I'll take a GOB remix of a Jerry Garcia song. Why not? You, you mean you didn't have a Grateful Dead member re- being remixed by LPGOB on your 2023 bingo card? Is that? No, but no, but it's got a nice vibe to it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I saw this and kind of did like a double take. Uh, it's interesting for sure. I'm not sure I'll keep coming back to this one. Definitely but not. Really <laughs> neat opportunity for her. So. I agree. Um, all right. Next up, we got a Rodriguez Jr. remix of a song called Circles by an artist named Joplin. I have not heard the original of this track, but the remix is fantastic. Rodriguez Jr. killed it with this one. What are your <laughs> thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I've also never heard the original. I'm going to go back and listen to it. Um, I've been really busy. But uh, yeah, this is it's fucking beautiful in this context. The bass line, the vocals and the reverb on the vocals are all just so well put together. The, the Rodriguez Jr. don't miss, man. No, never, never. 100% success rate thus far on the podcast. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, next up, we got a new one from an artist named Vienni and Mika. This one's called Keep It Simple. Shortly before the release of this track, Mika posted that he's been busy writing and recording for the past few months. During one of his sessions in Paris, he was in the studio with his friend, this artist, and they were just hanging out on the couch and ended up writing this song. It sounds like it came together randomly, but the end result is a pretty fun song, in my opinion. What were your thoughts on it? I, I actually liked this, man. It's really bubbly. It's lighthearted. Kind of made me want to frolic in a field. And man, you know, I as all Mika should. I, I, I haven't done that in a long time. So, yeah. you know, if, if a Mika song ain't making you want to frolic through a field, it's not a great Mika song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving on. We got a new one from Gloria Kim called Was It Easy Getting Over Me? We reviewed her single OMG last November, but neither of us knew where she really came from or how she ended up on our radar. After doing some research, I found out she's done vocals for a Rootkit song or two that we previously reviewed and enjoyed. Um, All context aside, though, man, I really enjoyed this track. It's a much different vibe than the dance pop heavy sound of her last single, but I think her voice just really shines over this more subdued instrumental backdrop. How are you feeling about this one? This is gorgeous. Uh, It actually reminds me a lot of like older Taylor Swift. (laughs) Um, I I even looked to see if like this was I was like, "Is, is this a cover or something? And I was like, nope, this is an original track. And it just is. It is gorgeous, man. I really like this one. Yeah, she's an excellent songwriter. Yep. 
Um, moving on, we have a new one from Kali Uchis called I Wish You Roses. We have officially entered a new album rollout for her, and I cannot be more excited. Her new album is titled Red Moon and Venus, and from the little teaser video she released, it looks like this one will be predominantly in English, like her 2018 debut album, Isolation, which is the album that made me a fan of hers to begin with. I loved her 2022 Spanish language album just as much as that, but I'm really excited to hear her explore this space again. It is scheduled to come out March 3rd. In terms of the single, though, I thought it was beautiful. I loved it. What were your feelings on it? You know, uh, it's a bit slow for me, but I do like this. Uh, she 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 made that work. I uh, I'm also excited for the record, and we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I sent you that little teaser video, right? You sure did. Where it was kind of did, selecting between English and Spanish. You did notice the third option on there, right? What was it? I forget. French. Oh, does she speak a French? Lot of, well, a lot of uh, people are just wondering if that's a a hint at a future album. <laughs> you know, it's possible, man. God, I would love to hear it. Um, that'd be, yeah, that'd this one, neat. this album's going to be phenomenal, dude. Imagine being like, I, I just like, I imagine she doesn't speak French, but like wants to put out a French album. And like, imagine being so dedicated to your craft that you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to learn a new language. Yeah, it, it blows my mind because I can barely speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think you're very well spoken, John. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's move on to this new one from Kalila called Contact. I don't know if this is considered dance music or R&B, but it, it's excellent either way. February 10th just cannot come soon enough. She described this one as a rave-ready single. And while I get what she means by that, this feels much more like late night, like late night warehouse album more than like the type of EDM I associate with a typical rave. But now I'm like a white guy mansplaining what I think EDM is. So <laughs> I should probably just shut up and enjoy this. Uh, how did you enjoy this one? Oh, man. Uh, every time this came on, I had to go look who it was. Uh, the beat on this one is great. Her voice sounds fucking awesome. Should be a good album, man. I think you're really going to like this album. And I, th- I don't I think say so that too. about many R&B albums. I, I, I think so, too, man. Um, all right, man, let's move on to this new one from Arlo Parks called Weightless. Uh, are you, have you ever listened to her before? Yes, I think so. Okay, so I've never really followed Arlo, Arlo Parks. I've heard her name a few times. I don't know any of her songs by name, but I don't remember ever disliking what I've heard when she's on. I saw Gallant posted that he was listening to this track. So naturally I had to listen to it. I mean, yeah. And uh, I'm glad I did. Uh, Her new album is called My Soft Machine. It drops May 26. We'll definitely be reviewing that. But what did you think of this single? Nice. Uh, I absolutely love the production on this one. And Arlo's voice obviously sounds great here. Uh, Last week we didn't have too much R&B, good R&B, but this week is different. Very much so. <laughs> um, yeah, I was very, very happy to get all this instead of that, like, party night store shit. Um, all right, man, let's move into some hip-hop briefly. I guess, kind of. Uh, this is a new one from ASAP Rocky. Define hip-hop here, sir. <laughs> this one is called Same Problems. Uh, not what I was expecting, slash wanting, <laughs> for that matter, but... I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little torn because I like it when he's a little more melodic like this. I don't know about you, but I think LSD is one of his best songs to date. But this feels more like a bad Frank impersonation to me. I, 
I just think he lost his desire to rap a long time ago. And if you need any proof of that, just listen to his last album. Yeah, I don't I don't like this, but it sounds more like an intro to something. It's not. I uh, guarantee you far. it's not. It might be. I don't know. He's changed the the potential name for his upcoming album a few times. Either way, it sounds like it's coming this year. We'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely be reviewing that one. I hope it's not all like this, but now that I now, now that I look at it, a 4 minute and 23 4 minute and 23 second intro is it's more, you know, like a between the buried and me style, not an ASAP Rocky style. So I, I feel what you're saying. First time those two names have ever been sentenced together. <laughs> I assure you that he was originally going to call his new album All Smiles, but I heard he's changed the name. And that's a shame because All Smiles is a great name for an album. Yeah, I like that. All right, man, let's move on to some Fallout Boy. Are you ready to talk about this? What a sentence you just said, sir. I know, I know. Um, so this is their new single, Love from the Other Side. Uh, help me get this straight. So they're back on Field by Ramen, yep. and they kind of don't suck anymore? <laughs> that is, is it... uh, the nail on the head. Nail on the head. Uh, so, so I guess truth be told, I stopped listening to Fall Out Boy and most of this type of music when I got super into the EDM scene in SoCal in the late 2000s with you um with me uh infinity on high was the last album of theirs i'd heard start to finish i heard the song i don't care off of their album after that and ironically did not care for it very much so i never really dug into the rest of that album but it felt like they were going in a mainstream pop direction that i wasn't going to be a fan of so i hopped off the train right then and there (laughs) um and that's despite take this to your grave being one of my favorite albums of all time I know they released like three albums in the 2010s and I never hit play on a single one of those. So maybe I'm not qualified to say that they're quote unquote good again, but this is the first time I've enjoyed a fallout boy song in almost 15 years. So I'm just speaking my truth here. Um, Right away. I was just taken back by the full band sound on this track. It's, it's still super polished and expertly produced, but it has some soul to it. The, uh, the music is good. You can actually hear all of the instruments, which is rare for rock music these days, especially mainstream pop rock music. And right. Patrick still sounds as great and as soulful as he ever has. It's not Tell Mick, but I will take it. Um, <laughs> how are you feeling about this one, buddy? Uh, I The last album I listened to from them was uh, their 2015 album, uh, American Beauty, American Psycho, which was, now that I say it out loud, I'm pretty sure that was eight years ago. So, yeah, and uh, I think they've only had one since then. I think they might have, yeah, maybe, maybe one, maybe, maybe two. Uh, yeah, this was really good, man. I'm really, I was, I was, I was taken aback. I was like, oh, this is, this is Fall Out Boy. I was, like you, like you said, kind of gearing up for like a, a mainstream pop sound. And they, they clearly had gone that direction. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one, man. It should be pretty good. Yeah, their their new album is called So Much for Stardust, and it's scheduled to be released on March 24th. I don't know what my expectations are for it, but we're going to be reviewing it, so we will find out soon enough. I had expectations going to this track, and now I have zero, so I think that's the best way to go into it. I don't want to step on next week's episode, um, but they released a new single today. Uh it might change our expectations for it. We'll see. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I I haven't listened to it, so we'll talk about it. 
Um, all right. Uh, let's start with these three boy genius songs, which I'm surprisingly excited to talk to you about, man. Oh, really? So, so this is this is like a three song teaser from their upcoming album, The Record. And man, yeah, I, I'm just going to blow the spoiler doors off here. I wasn't expecting to like any of these tracks since I've never been a fan of any of these artists individually. But I thought these tracks were really good. Hey, we've gotten through to them, folks. Somehow. Uh, uh, yeah. If, if tracks like $20 are what we have to look forward to on the album or the record, as they're calling it, uh, I think we're in for a pretty interesting release. $20 is an incredible fucking song. So it's it's funny you say that. Uh, I have not. So I, I remember, I, I think I screenshotted it for you. Maybe I just quoted the Rolling Stone because their boy geniuses marketing department is out of control right now. But yes. um, I, I, so I haven't read anything about this. And so I'd like to be fact checked uh, by somebody in the comments or maybe I'll fact check myself later. I don't think all of these, all three of these were written together with all three of these, uh, all three of these people. I think they were written separately. And I think that you can kind of tell $20 has that, like has Julian Baker's name written all over it. Um, I think, uh, I think lyrically or musically. Yes. Uh, okay. And I think Emily, I'm sorry, was written by Phoebe. And I think true blue was written by Lucy. This is just a guess. I liked all three of these, but I like all three of these artists separately. So mm-hmm. that's not much of a surprise for me, I guess. I went in kind of knowing I was going to enjoy them. Uh, but the, I, actually, these these songs did exceed my expectations a little bit. And I did already enjoy, you know, their music. So we'll, 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 uh, we'll see what happens. So where are you at on this? Is this like one of your most anticipated now? Or are you like cautiously anticipating it? It's it, it is a little apprehensive. I, I am I'm gonna see, you know, they're getting a lot of buzz right now, and buzz seems to fuck with artists' heads a little bit. So I don't know if the album's finished yet. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. You know what I'm it's saying? The record, Brandon. It's not the album. It's Understood. The Thank you, Pitchfork, for <laughs> correcting me. Um and, yeah, we'll 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 Anytime. we'll see. We'll we'll see what the we'll see what the See what the record holds, my man. Comes out March 31st. Um, all right, moving on. We have a new one from Can't Swim. Me versus me versus all of y'all. I have really been digging Can't Swim these past few months. I have a track of theirs on my scene playlist, and we reviewed a track of theirs a while back. So far, everything I've heard from them has been solid, and this is no different. It's a really good song. Their new album, Thanks But No Thanks, drops March 4th. Did this hey, get you excited for it? Yes. Yes, it did. Man, I I love this shit, dude. This is just... I know. It's the perfect towing of the line. These people are walking with their beat-up black Vans eras on a fence between emo and pop punk, and I cannot get enough of it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's going to be a fun release to break down. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on to this new Metallica one, man. This one's called Screaming Suicide. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> so Lars does know how to use his double bass pedal. This is this is news to me. Uh, all it was done aside, in post. Yeah, right. Uh, all jokes aside, I did like this song. He actually uses it in a very interesting way, uh, which I did like. I'm, I'm not even sure if it's a double bass more than he's just hitting a giant bass drum with his sticks, but... Neither here nor there. Uh, I like this song about as much as I like the last song. They're not pushing any boundaries here, man, and that's okay. The album should be enjoyable. This is indeed new Metallica, and you can tell by the way that it is. Yep. It's it's fine. 
All it makes me want to do is listen to more superior Metallica songs. Yeah. Uh, but but like you, I, I don't think their new album is going to be bad. I'm not necessarily looking forward to it either. <laughs> but we'll you know, see. I'm, I'll go into it with an open mind. Yeah, I think I think we both will. I mean, it's one of those things. I actually got a Master of Puppets uh, for Christmas on uh, on vinyl record. I love Pasture of Muppets. <laughs> Pasture of Muppets. Yes. It's one of my favorites. Uh, that's an incredible vinyl, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, Moving on, we got a new one from Hawken called Taurus. Talk to me about this one. Uh, Man, I, I thought that this was really neat. Uh, those kind of dissonant chords up front, the melodic breaks, the great vocals, mm-hmm. the way the track just progresses all the way through. I'm becoming a pretty big fan of this band, but I can almost tell by your tone it hasn't clicked with you yet. I think it will. No, so it maybe it did during the song because I didn't Beautiful. love this track until about midway through when it just gets heavy as fuck from from two minutes and thirty one seconds until three minutes and five seconds. <laughs> this track is perfect. The rest is great, but that part's perfect. Loving the album artwork too. Uh, yeah. The last one with the the robot unicorn with the gun was excellent, but so is this regal looking bull. Yeah, man. I don't know how they got a bull to sit still for a painting, but you know. Uh yeah I I I'm becoming a pretty big fan so of this stupid. band bro. Oh I'm so stupid Brandon. Uh, <laughs> all right let's move on to this new one from the National called Tropic Morning News. Uh I think you texted me about this when they announced their tour. Yep. Have you been a big fan of the National? You know I haven't been like a giant fan of the National, but you have I've like always... posters of them in your room. Actually, right on the ceiling. So when I wake up, <laughs> uh, no, I've never been like a huge fan of them. But I, I've always, I've always liked their music. Um, and uh, one of the guys from the National, I think it's the vocalist, worked with uh, Miss T Swizzle uh, on her Folklore album. Um, and that kind of got sure. me. That kind of got me like, all right, well, you know, I've heard this band. I've heard of this band. I've listened to like a couple random songs. Why don't I dive into an album, right? And so I did that, and I ended up really liking it. Uh, I think it was 2013's Trouble Will Find Me. And man, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so I, I liked this song too. Uh, I know they've never really been your cup of tea, but I bet you enjoyed this one more than you didn't. Yeah, um, in terms of this song, there's really nothing bad about it. Like, I'm not a huge fan of it, but there's nothing I can point to in it that's not working. It's a good song. But you are right. I've never been a big fan of the national, not out of dislike, though, just kind of always been in my blind spot. Oddly enough, every time I think or I see their name, I think of the episode of the Mindy Project that they were in. I don't know why. I, n- I never watched that, but but uh, but but as you shouldn't. <laughs> but my, my 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 wife did. I think she enjoyed it. I think they're in an episode in like season one, and for some reason, that's how I associate them now. That's kind of funny. Yeah, Who's I think opening on their tour. Th- is that it the Beths? That's why I texted you. The Beths are opening on select dates and uh, at the date in L.A. at the Greek Theater, which is a fantastic venue. Saw the Chemical Brothers there in 2019. Uh, Soccer Mommy is opening for them. That's right. That's right. It would be incredible if it was all three artists in one night, but either or is pretty awesome, too. That's kind of why I clicked on the article. I was like, ooh, the Beths and Soccer Mommy? Do I have to go to this show? And then I said, <laughs> oh, it's it's just one or the other. No, man. You got to save all your energy for King Gizzard, man. <laughs> you know it. You know it. 
All right, man. Talk to me about this new one from Wednesday called Chosen to Deserve because I reviewed the song and like I am not a very lyrical person. This is definitely the type of song that makes you listen to it and appreciate the lyrics whether you want to or not. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy this grunge heavy indie sound that's taken over the past few years. I think it's great. But to me, this was kind of just another song, but I've been seeing it get a lot of critical acclaim since reviewing it. <laughs> so where is this one at in the public consciousness now? So, all right. Uh, have we ever reviewed a Wednesday song before? If we have, I don't remember. Got it. I had this band on my Listen to Next playlist last year. And I, uh, last year I got around to listening to one of their albums from uh, 2021 called Twin Plagues. And I really enjoyed it. Um, they were a small little band at that point. Uh I think they're about to release a new album. Pitchfork wrote an article about them, so I'm assuming they're going to blow up now. They've already, like, I think doubled in monthly listeners on Spotify, which is good for them. Um, I I, really, I I like this song. It's got this kind of weird twang to it. It's got, like you said, the, the, the kind of force to make you really listen to it. Her voice is really good. Um, I, 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 like, I like this. I, re- I really do. I'm glad you liked it, too. Yeah, I did. Do you... Does it detract from the experience at all when something's critically acclaimed for you? You're usually not the the type to let that sour you. Uh, uh, When it's pitchfork, yes. I don't know why. They just fucking bother me, man. Ever since I read read that review of The Fragile after listening to it, I was like, I wonder how this did on on the charts. And then reading Pitchfork's 1.5 out of 10 fucking review of Nine Inch Nails' the (laughs) The Fragile, I remember just being like, oh, hell no. We all have our eye roll at a pitchfork review <laughs> moments, sometimes on a daily or weekly basis. But I think they have too much of, power. In terms of, man, you'd be surprised at just critical power in general. Like, yeah. not to step on next week, we're going to review Swiss Army Wife, I'm, an album I think <laughs> you and I both enjoy. But they're, they're seemingly enjoying the Fantano bump right now. Oh, they are, are they? Yeah, he. I think he mentioned them. So good it's for, good for, good not. For it's them. not. I don't know if that's as big of a bump as like Pitchfork articles or getting like the little red upward arrows on their their website. <laughs> what that means or translates to. But I don't know, man. It doesn't bug me when bands get a little more exposure because of that. Like making a music, making a living in music is hard enough. So and it's also kind of the dream. So who am I to say? Pitchfork shouldn't have written some shit about some good music that I also enjoyed. Um, yep. I, I try not to let it bother me. It bothered me with this one because I think we were like covering them for the first time this week and I was excited to break Wednesday, but no, we didn't. Yeah. My wife was uh, talking about Airbnbs earlier and like bringing up the many good points of how they kind of destroy the housing market. And I'm like, yeah. But if I could literally just manage a property and do nothing else, I would totally do it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but <laughs> anyway, that, that, sometimes you got to play devil's advocate. That is a podcast for another day. I live in a resort town where we just had a very fun vote on Airbnbs and short term rentals. But we won't oh, get into that here. Are things changing for Coachella? Say that. Uh, No, not okay. in my city. 
Gotcha. You still get the little flyers on your door saying if you want to rent out your house for like $500 a weekend. No, people are trying to buy our house. People are trying to buy our house. But if you think it's $500 a weekend, you are tripping, my boy. Uh, That's what it was (laughs) like the many, many years ago. I remember it. I'm sure it's gone up significantly, significantly depending on your house. It's it's about for my size of house. I think I could probably get $2,500 a weekend if I wanted to, which I'm never going to do. But I had a coworker that did that and like he had to go there because the fire department got called because the people were either drunk or high and were pan frying marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who were those people? Does he still have their contact information? Because they sound like a great time. They're probably a burning man already just waiting <laughs> for it to happen. They're just in the middle of the desert just waiting. They're helping build the thing. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on. We got a new one from the ocean called Preboreal. Tell me about it. Okay, I know what you're going to say. Quote, unquote, Jonathan, these guys sound like Tool. And to be honest, you're right in this case, although I think you're still wrong about Wheel. Uh, But this track is definitely Tool tool adjacent, if not entirely derivative. Uh, But this actually really surprised me um, because when you compare this track to the ocean's last album, it's it's insane the 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 differences but i think we're in the start of an album rollout for the ocean i loved their last couple of albums they did a couple of prehistoric themed albums uh one is called uh Fanerozoic, uh mesozoic and sure. cenozoic i mean they're they're like periods and prehistoric the zoic areas yes yeah uh i really like this song although it is pretty derivative of tool what did you think about it? Well, I'm going to call out you fucking be rabbiting me there. And <laughs> I know everything you have to say about me. Um, all right, man. Uh, yes. Uh, I thought that this track was pretty good, but my limited repertoire of references made me want to say it was tool adjacent. Sure. However, I looked a little more into it than that. And after looking at their fans also like section on Spotify, it does not sound like they're lumped in with that crowd really at all. No, no. How would you describe or categorize this band? Uh, If I had to compare them to somebody, um, maybe like shit, like maybe like a slightly softer early Opeth. Um, No, maybe, maybe, maybe not that dark. Um, Hmm. I don't You're know. You're struggling because Tool is the obvious. No, answer. no, man. It's um. <laughs> Joking. I I think uh, I think if I think if Ginger was more proggy, I think we'd get the oh. ocean. Interesting. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, maybe. I didn't dislike the song as much as you thought I would. Though. No, I didn't think you were going to dislike it. I just think I just knew that you were going to hear the Tool because as soon as I heard it, I didn't preview it before I threw it on the playlist. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Yep, that's uh, that's Tool." I'm pretty sure I've said this before, and this is, I guess, a compliment to Tool. But it's like, when you see the movie Heat, you realize how many other movies are just trying to be Heat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's alternative rock, man. That's a lot of bands (laughs) trying to be Tool. Um, All right, let's let's move on to this new one from Truth Club called It's Time. It's It's a very unassuming track at first, but I found myself nodding along to it every time I listened to it. How are you liking it? Uh, yeah, this is actually another band from my, uh, listen to next playlist. I love the baseline on this one, man. It's reminiscent of kind of early two thousands, New York indie post punk scene. And man, I, I really dug this one. I did as well. 
Um, let's move on to this new one from Insomnium called The Witch Hunter. I thought this one was a good track. I usually find myself gravitating towards the heavier parts of metal like this, but with this track, I found myself really enjoying the melodic parts and how they would just kind of blend it all together. I thought it was really good. What are your thoughts on this one? Is this getting you more hyped up for their new album? You know, I think I like the last single a little better, uh, but I am really that one digging was a this. little more your speed. Uh, this is like the soft rock of Mellow Death, um, which is weird to say because <laughs> it's still heavy. But those acoustic guitars add this kind of it's layer weird to of say softness. for multiple reasons. <laughs> I, I know, but the, uh, dude, the acoustic guitars really add this layer of softness to the track that I do think benefit it greatly. Like you said, the melodic aspects of this track are really beautiful. Yeah, they are. They really stole it for me. Um, let's move on to this one from The Tubs, Wretched Lie. It's uh, it's not my thing, but respect <laughs> to them for having a xylophone on the track in any capacity. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? My man, you know this is right up my alley. This is some jangle poppy, punky, indie shit, and you know that I'm a fan of that. Uh, I liked it. I, I, think, uh, I think I really dig this. I don't know how I press follow on this band but i did and i'm glad i did yeah well to clarify i don't think that this is bad i just i think that they're actually pretty unique it's just not my personal taste super fair man um speaking of my personal taste though man we got this new (laughs) one from chelsea grin sing to the grave so somewhere along the way i think i became a fan of chelsea grin without (laughs) knowing it uh like you you know me man i'm not usually into this type of shit but uh if you see that type of font you can usually count me out but the the last track on their uh last album hooked me in a way hooked me way more than i thought it did apparently um my first thought when i when hitting play on this was yeah no way they're gonna be able to top that one and i don't know if they did but (laughs) if they didn't they came way fucking closer than i thought they would man uh, if their next album is going to be a lot of this, I'm pretty hyped on it. What about you? John, we have finally arrived to my song of the week. Uh, this track is hard. Like, I am yes. super stoked for the next chapter of this two-part whatever the hell they're doing. And they absolutely killed it on this one. Yep. Uh, when is that coming out? Let me take a quick look at our release calendar. March 17th. It feels like March is going to be a very busy month. Yeah, uh, March is going to be a pretty crazy month, I think, and I am uh, I'm excited for it. It's going to be fun. I am too. All right, man, let's talk about some albums. So, <laughs> all right, first up we got Newfound Glory. This is called Make the Most of It. Full disclosure, I didn't know this was going to be an acoustic album when I saw it as an upcoming release. Uh, it took me two or three songs to even realize that's what it was. I thought I accidentally hit play on Daphne Loves Derby, my mistake. <laughs> um, it's it's not bad. I just I just don't personally need to hear seven acoustic Newfound Glory songs in a row, uh, especially when the best the album has to offer is the very first song on it. I should note that this release also had a bunch of live tracks that I didn't add since I didn't think they were necessarily relevant to the project. 
But all of that aside, I'm giving this one a five. My standout is Dreamborn again. Did you enjoy this one? My first question here is, did you know that this was going to be an acoustic album? And you answered it in your first sentence. I, I just love the way I <laughs> I did not. Uh, no. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, albeit that's probably because I did like zero research. Where I just heard Newfound Glory album and I was like, bet. You know, so uh, (laughs) look, man, I liked it, but it's not for me. I think Uh, I have a lot of trouble with like simple acoustic music like this for some reason. And it's not like all acoustic music. It's just like music that like doesn't need to be, I guess. Um, I don't know. I think the melodies are great. It's certainly mixed well, but I don't really have much more to say. Lyrical content is great because Newfound Glory has almost always had a way with words, but like you, I, I gave it a five. My standout is Bloom, actually, not oh, uh, Dream Born Again. But uh, Dream Born Again is a very good, very good album or a very good song. Has Neck Deep market corrected Newfound Glory? I don't know, but I went back and listened to uh, Catalyst again today. And uh, the people sitting next to me at that red light, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure that was a show for the lifetime, man. <laughs> oh, man. I missed the good old red light stairs. It's too rainy here in Portland. People can't see shit. <laughs> oh, man, it was a beautiful day out here today. 74 or something. It was great. It was actually nice here today. It got to like mid-60s, but that was very unseasonable for this time of year. It right. was it was a weird break. Um, all right, let's move on to this new one from Code of the Friend. Lyrics to go. Volume 4. How you feeling about it? All right. Uh, I... I don't have too much to say, except I always have liked the concept of the lyrics to go, and I've always liked the execution. This is no, you know, uh, he, he didn't miss here. Uh, he gets to vent and puts some things on paper, and we really get to enjoy kind of really easy to digest tracks from him. Uh, I have yet to dislike a lyrics to go project, and this is no exception. My standout was Vultures, and I gave it a six. Interesting. So I also gave it a six. My standouts whales. Um, like all entries in the lyrics to go series, it's it's a nice little mixtape packed full of feel good lyrics that lean heavily on family and travel over a backdrop of jazzy pianos and acoustic guitars. The formula to most Coda songs is 90 percent aspirational and 10 percent cautionary. And I don't think he strays from that too much on this release. It's like you said, it's just another solid release in his discography, at least in terms of the mixtape side. But I think volume two still remains my favorite of these to date. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, volume two is easily the best ones to date. Uh, but, but, you know, it's it's funny. I also think that obviously Code of the Friend is like like, like really formulaic. But I yeah. ne- I never get bored of that formula you know what i'm saying i think it's because his music for the most part is meant to make you feel good and if it works and it makes you feel good like it does when you and i listen to it then why would you not want that feeling you know exactly exactly all right man let's move on i am actually pretty fucking excited to talk to you about this (laughs) weird science this album lobes uh i thought this album was excellent man if if you assess an album like this like you're a health inspector inspecting a restaurant like it checks all the boxes vocal range musical depth appealing aesthetics it's all there like i don't i don't have a big enough frame of reference within the style of indie rock to articulate myself in a way that i want to for this album but I want to say some dumb shit like uh, we're scientists walked so 21 pilots could run. But <laughs> I don't I don't really think that makes sense for this, because if you compare 
the last 21 pilots album to this this is like usain bolt in the olympics like it just blows by it yeah. uh every song on this album is catchy and memorable and unique in its own way which is exceedingly rare man it's it's festival ready and fun i am a fan of it i have this one at like a 7.5 my standout is that three song run from human resources to turn it up <laughs> i really enjoyed this one man how are you feeling about it hey man i am so glad that you liked it uh so first off i also like this album a lot better than their last album uh this was a really Dang. fun listen uh, indie synth pop done really well. It seems like they're really kind of honing their sound in, and with an album so close to Huffy, when they which they released in October of 2021, they clearly knew what direction they wanted to go in after that release, and they totally stuck the landing here. Um, I'll say I was a little apprehensive because of both your and my reception to Huffy. I didn't I didn't like it, uh, but I'm really glad that we ended up covering this album. Everything is mixed really well. I especially like the way the bass is tuned. Uh, it really gives me this uh, like Future Island vibes, and I sure yeah. do like that. Uh, all of that being said, I'm not sure there's much more for me to say. Uh, I liked it. I'll probably going back to it. I'll probably be going back to it throughout the year. As it is a very catchy indie pop record, I have it at seven. My standout is Human Resources and that baseline, along with those kind of raining synths, just got mm-hmm. me on that one. Yeah, man. Um, you introduced me to them. We were both kind of mixed on their last album, and you were really surprised that they were following it up as fast as they were. Like, you were legit surprised to see them even on the release calendar. You're like, we just reviewed them. Right, right. And, uh, geez, like, it does not feel like that this was a rushed album in any way. Like, every song where I felt like it was going to get boring or formulaic, they zag. They add a new layer. They mix up the melody. It's... It was really creative. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a good record. Let's move on to DJ Hansel's album, uh, Anti Everything. So this is a this is a bit turned alias, and it has transformed <laughs> into something I don't think I was really expecting. I don't know if you were. I was blown away by all the singles, but still had really no idea what to expect from a full project of it. The result is one hell of a dance album, man. The The tone is set immediately with the incredible opener, which is also my song of the week, Be The Light, which there features possibly my favorite bass line on the entire album, followed up by the equally fun Pull Up and Oh Girl. From there, we move into the singles that were released, but my favorite of those was Make Me Feel. But that moment in Gumby where it just kind of explodes is incredible <laughs> yes. too, man. Uh, The project wraps up with I Lose My Mind, a very hypnotic and subdued track that feels like a crime to listen to at any other time other than like 4 a.m. in Burgine. I'm giving this one an eight, man. My standout is a toss up between Be the Light and Make Me Feel. Both incredible songs. What are your thoughts on it, man? I am just I am just so happy that this decade long bit turned into a full length album in which he like actually tries to make great deep house. Uh, he tried and definitely su- succeeded here. Uh, Be the life. Yep. Be the light obviously starts this off perfectly. Um, and even though we got so many singles, they all still seem fresh when you listen to this as a project. Um the production is done very well, and I really hope he continues to release music under DJ Hansel. Yeah, I, I, I especially love this because the beginning stages of this bit 
was him clearly just making fun of the deep house kids. And to kind of put this in context for people that may, that may not know the scene was kind of starting to bubble up for like deep, deep house again. Uh, like the do lab and lightning in a bottle were just kind of transitioning from bass music into house techno at the time. And it was, kind of like a pretentious scene like house heads hated the bass heads and bass heads hated the house heads and it was like this bass head house head stuff kind of started to happen and raves started to be like a bit more selective when it came to booking talent because the crowds would always be split uh there are debates all over reddit and like beatport and a ton of other forums regarding the bass head house head split and Keep in mind, Dylan was kind of making some bass adjacent tracks at the time before he transitioned into his kind of Moombaton era. And it's just really great to see it come it just in this beautiful crescendo here into full fruition right in front of us. And to be there at the start was fucking great. I sent you the video, which you didn't respond to more than likely on purpose, but I'll throw it in the show notes. There's a great video from Coachella 2015 where DJ Hansel takes over and takes the Sahara tent Van Deepa. And I was there. It was incredible. And I've just, I've been fully fed with this album. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I couldn't stop listening to it all week. I gave it a, I gave it a seven and a half ish. My standout was be the light. I mean, it's, it's clearly, it, it, it just got me going every morning, you know? I wish I didn't reply on purpose, and I probably watched the video <laughs> just forgot. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, I did watch it though. And I, I remember that like, I, cause I was following him. I've always followed him on social media and he's, he, he records from stage. Dude, the other night he had, oh my God, (laughs) the other night he was playing and he told like, it was either somebody with him, like another DJ or a friend of his to start like an order of tacos on Postmates on his phone. (laughs) And so he's like ordering while playing, while spinning. And like, he's like asking like other people what they want. And then they just take his like phone around the whole front row asking what people they want. And the guy like goes up to him and gets his card after. This is incredible. He literally got just like a fuckload of tacos delivered to his club. (laughs) And he's like asking questions like wall playing like does it have cilantro on it like (laughs) dude he he is made for the social media age if anything he was ahead of his time oh i actually i absolutely believe he was ahead of his time uh yeah he's always been funny i remember there was one time where he was opening up for Martin Solvig in uh, Ibiza and he <laughs> he posts a video on Instagram from like his hotel room and, and you can like hear the club just fucking doing its techno thing. And he was mm-hmm. like, this is so much techno. It's like all techno here. It's all techno and house, man. He was like, and I think this was like years ago. This was back when I had Instagram. So at least a year and a half, two years ago, he was like, maybe we got to bring DJ Hansel out. And I remember thinking, oh, I, I I wish I was there, but here I am listening to a DJ Hanzo album, and I never thought it was going to be a thing. We almost had to wait, what, like 10 years for it? I think we literally did have to all dig one deeper to get this. I mean, shit, man. It was it it, it was it was a time to be alive, and uh, here we are. Here we are again. I, is he touring with DJ Hanzo? I know he played the Doolab at no, Coachella last year. No. I mean, he might. I hope he's not, he does. No, I just mean he's not doing like his, his Vegas residency under this or anything. He's still just Dylan. Yeah, um, I think he makes most of his money as Dylan Francis, but 
this this is excellent man i i fucking love this i cannot wait i don't think that this is nearly the end of it i think he'll just he has another outlet now if he wants to make this style of music he has a, an established alias to release it under yeah i uh i was a big fan of this me as well all right man let's move on to our last album of the week this is one you threw on here from Dosser. It's called Violent Picture, Violent Sound. Tell me how you're liking it. Okay. So this band's first couple of singles were on my Listen To Next playlist, and I remember really liking them, but never kind of like revisiting them last year because, let's be real, we, you and I listened to like a lot of music and we were kind of busy. Uh, but when this album dropped, yes. it showed up <laughs> in my notifications. I skimmed it, and I was kind of a late ad, I actually think, and I knew we just needed to review it. So... Their description on Spotify, I don't know if you read it. Um, I can read it here if you haven't, because it's actually super corny. But it actually is an app description for them. Um, I'm getting major comparisons to Quicksand, Failure, Hum, which are some of my favorite bands that released music in the 90s and actually in the last couple of years, too. Uh, there are some great guitar pedal effects happening. Everything is tuned so well. I just I loved this album, man. I actually bought the uh, the, the the album from their band camp, uh, and I encourage everybody to do the same if you enjoyed this. This is, in my opinion, a must listen to this year. Uh, it may not end up in my album of the year list because we have a stacked release calendar this year, but I know I'm going to be listening to this, listening to this many times this year as I basically couldn't stop listening to it this week. Yeah. I have just been dying to hear your thoughts on this. We haven't, we haven't talked about it and I just need you to go. I gave it an eight. My standout is glazed over. Hit me with it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, what I, what I like most about this album is how it manages to feel both modern and nostalgic at the same time. Like it's a perfect blend of nineties grunge and two thousands alternative. Every song on it is full of catchy hooks and heavy riffs. I haven't had a chance to dive into the lyrics on this one as much as I want, but I'm really enjoying the album so far. I currently have this one at a seven and my standouts are weeds and glazed over, but Boom. I expect this album to grow on me a lot more over time. Yeah. I really liked this one, man. Um, and that's kind of how we found, uh, what is it? Swiss army wife. Um, yes. I was looking at, I was like, who the fuck, like what record label released this? And I looked at, I was like, Oh, what's this record label doing? And so I was doing a little bit of light research and found this band with the most best name in the world, Swiss army wife, which is Portland's own Portland's own, the tallest, uh, emo band or the <laughs> tallest indie band. Average in height of six, two average height of six, two. Uh, so we're going to be covering them next week and I'm really excited. They were there. They're, they were released on the same record label and they released one this year. So, I mean, fuck it. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we're going to enjoy listening to that one too. I really liked this one, man. I think, I think it might even be bumped up in score after I sit with it for even longer than I have, but it's been, it's same. been every day this week. I have been DJ Hansel into Dosser every single day this week. And it's been it has, the best part. It, yeah. has, it has been a fantastic week, I think, because of that. So I agree, man. Um, you brought up next week. So let's talk about it. Next week is our 50th episode, and it is shaping up to be one of our best. Oh, yet, shit. Man. We will be breaking down new albums from Sam Smith, SG Lewis, Yumi at Six, and Swiss Army Wife. As well as new singles from Bonobo, Vintage Culture, Fallout Boy, Elenium, Corday, Anderson Pack, and much, much more, man. It's going to be a very, very fun one. You people will not want to miss that one. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? 50th episode, my man. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We will celebrate accordingly. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Peace. Bye.